Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome back, After Buzzers, to the season finale of The Shy. All right, tonight we're talking Jada finally getting some almost. We're talking Brandon becoming a snitch, and we're talking Reggie getting taken out. All that and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey! <laughs> What's up, party people? Good. All right, you guys, it's the season finale. Let's get it in. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it without my crew, the amazing Chef Beans. Chef Beans with the mental cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no gas included. Give it up, you guys, for Kitty Kaboom. What's up, Kitty Kaboom in the house? <laughs> yes, and the lovely all natural Lauren. <laughs> hey guys, got my Afro pup today. Yes, yes, we rock rough and tough. All right, you guys, it is season two, episode ten, the season finale of the second season, The Scorpion and the Frog. All right, you guys, but stay tuned to the end because we still have our special segment. We got tons of news and gossip, all that and more. All right, you guys, uh, let's start with the overall ideas and perspectives. How did you guys feel about this episode? Oh, my gosh. I loved it, but a part of me was a little sad at how everything ended. Well, knowing what we know about some people leaving. But um, I was very happy with the overall plot, uh, seeing a lot of people's stories come together and just kind of, you know, see what possibilities could be for next season. I'm always happy when they have surprises. You know what I mean? When anything is too cookie cutter, when it's always expected or anticipated, then it just gets dull, even if the storyline is good. So I love that there was a couple of little things that I had not expected. Definitely did not see Homeboy getting shot up. I knew something was going to happen to him. I knew that. It was inevitable. But what exactly and when and all that, that was dope. Him getting a haircut. I don't know why that tickled me pink like that, but I love him with a Caesar. Um, Little stupid stuff that, you know, it it wasn't stupid. It was just not as significant. Significant as some of the bigger stuff, but it was unexpected, so I love that. Right, and this episode, um, honestly, was the first episode in a long time to have me out of my seat. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like every other episode, I, I feel like every other episode, um, <laughs> I was just like watching it, but this put me on an emotional roller coaster for a combination of reasons. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, most of those thoughts, I mean, to me, honestly. I wasn't, I think we predicted, I, we discussed this earlier, at least half of the things that happened. So not, I wasn't really surprised by, I don't think anything, but 
um, I agree with you as far as the, the movement of this episode was really quick. It was really on point. I felt like the writing was pretty tight on this episode. And there are definitely times where I had to pause and be like, damn. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I really liked this episode mm-hmm. a lot. And it does kind of, I guess with Lauren, it makes me, it does kind of make me sad because it leaves me honestly with a lot more questions yeah. really than answers. As far as, you know, we know they're going to get a new showrunner. We know there's a lot of upset just behind the scenes. So, and the way they ended so many people's storylines, it seems like, I don't know, are all, are these people even coming back? Like, I don't know. Right. So we, we have a lot to talk about, I guess, when we get down to predictions. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. <laughs> all right. So let's start off. Uh, I always start off with Ronnie because I don't like his storyline. But uh, we're going to switch it up today because it's the finale. And we're going to start off with the kids, which isn't really not that big of a difference, but we're going to do that. Um, so let's take it from the top and we're going to talk about Kev, which mm. oh, he was such, you know, so much heart goes into this episode. And so let's start it off initially with Kevin's heartfelt apology to Maisha. All right, you guys. How did you feel? I guess we'll start with Lauren about Kevin and what is he really going to have to do? Because Maisha cool, but she ain't really She is not the it. one. No. Yeah. yeah so. As she should. She put her foot down. Like, yeah. boy, you got me. Exactly. So what do you think he's going to have to do to get back in with her? And yeah. How did you feel about his apology? I felt like his apology wasn't even so much of an apology. Like, if anything, she did more for him than he did for her. She gave him the book and a keychain and was like, um, you know, good luck. This is your problem now. And I feel like he could have fought. I mean, he's still young, so I'm not going to say fought, but... I think he will have to realize, okay, I really like this girl. Let me show her I care. He might show up at her door with some flowers or some cookies. Just let's go to the park and play on the swing, something like that. Um, But, you know, I feel like she's a strong, independent young lady. Good for her. She's not going to take no BS from no little... From anybody. Yeah, Yeah, she's not the type. Good for her, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was awesome. And it was a sorry little excuse. But he is young. He doesn't really know the nuances. But I will say this. When he showed up at the birthday party, when he brought her a gift, when he kissed her, he knows how to turn on the charm when he chooses to. So there's charisma there that's Mm -hmm. just kind of like under the the, um, surface that I think he needs to bring out more often. And he was dead wrong. And so he felt the guilt. You saw him feel bad about that. And it was a sorry-ass apology. But it was an apology nonetheless. He made an attempt. And I think he'll keep trying. I think it's just going to take a little time because he's young. He don't really know to like run after her and be all yeah. dramatic, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think is uh is that deep. Honestly, <laughs> he's like in eighth grade. These type of things happen. Um, I think he's going to make the decision to honestly go to the better or the more rigorous school district. Mm-hmm. But the, as far as this little fake lovey dovey stuff, I don't think it's Tell that serious. Last, yeah. yeah. It's like middle school stuff. Y'all, I know y'all remember y'all yeah. little fake little middle school relationships. It's really not that serious. No, but it's, it's a part, part of the, the show, right? So we have to talk about it. Well, and it was cute. No, yeah, I'm, and I don't know. I mean, I didn't really have relationships in middle school, Sally. So um, <laughs> I can't really relate. However, I do think that... I do think he's going to go back and do more because I feel like, and we can talk about this now, that whole scene with Brandon when he goes to get his hair cut and he's mm-hmm. making changes and stuff and he feels bad, but I think Brandon is the one who pushes him to do more and I just don't think we've gotten to that yet. Like, I think maybe they'll do a flashback or something next season, hopefully, but um, yeah, I think he, 
you know, because he cursed out his friends a little bit. And I think that showed, like, some real strength in his part. And I feel like Brandon sort of, the discussion he had with Brandon, I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. And, like, really impact. They always have the dopest conversations. I love them together. I love their dynamic. Yeah. Kev is definitely just going through, like, his identity crisis, as a lot of young men do. So I honestly feel like the whole romantic side is just a minor piece of him becoming an independent thinker. Yeah, honestly. and. And I think next season, um, Chef Beans might be right. We might not even really see Maisha if he does go to the new school. We'll we'll obviously still see Big Papa because their friendship is cool, and you know Jake will probably get into you know that gang stuff. But I don't I don't if if um, Kevin does go to the prep school, I don't see Maisha being part of the storyline anymore. Mm. See, I don't know because I, I feel like I don't see Kevin hooking up with them white girls, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he might find the one little token black girl. All right, you guys. And yeah. the picture that I have is from the closing sort of scenes for Kevin when he finally puts on the jacket and he has the haircut, and it's kind of like he's coming to terms with yeah. who he's becoming. What I really enjoyed about Chibata. this scene was the <clears throat> black entrepreneur that he saw in the pamphlet, mm-hmm. and I think he saw himself in those shoes. Like, okay, I can have high aspirations for whatever it is that I want to accomplish. I don't know. That really, like, stood out to me. Yeah, I agree with you. It yeah. stood out to me as well. And I think... Um, I don't know. I mean, I really hope that they do show Maisha later because I feel like she he wouldn't even have had a book if it wasn't for her. He wouldn't yeah. be looking True. at it. He wouldn't have thought of any of those things. So I really think that, uh, you know, I don't know. It would be interesting to see how he goes to a new school but still tries to maintain his friendships in the hood anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which would include Maisha and Big Papa, hopefully. We would hope. Um, all right. So let's move on to Ronnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was interesting wrap up for Ronnie um, you know a couple of things happened one we see and that's the picture that I have here of Ronnie's sort of engagement with Brandon Brandon sees mm. Ronnie and kind of you know they have some sort of closure for each other this scene was like I think one of Ronnie's strongest out, yeah, the se- out of both seasons to right. keep it 100 um, what did you guys feel about the whole interaction between Brandon and Ronnie? I thought oh, it was a long time coming. It was kind of difficult to watch to see him go through the mental anguish of knowing that you, I'm standing in front of the killer of my. And I get it, as he said, I get it. You know what I mean? I know why this took place, but it doesn't bring my brother back. It doesn't make right. it any better. And I'm surprised that he's been able to keep his composure and play the cool guy this whole time. Like the fact that he hasn't kirked out and just, you know, snapped on this guy or paid. Reggie to go and do something to him or whatever. I'm kind of surprised at that. So I'm pleasantly surprised that he was allowed allowed himself to kind of grieve and not um, go after. Um, I said Reggie. I meant um, Ronnie. The, Ronnie, thank you. Yeah, Reggie, the one. I'm surprised he didn't pay Reggie or get Reggie to do something to Ronnie is what I meant to say. So right. anyway, I thought it was dope. I mean, I, I thought it was a coming to Jesus moment that was long overdue. Yeah. Well, when I saw um, Brandon you know, notice him from across the street and he closed his truck. I was like, oh my God, is he going to beat him up? Is he going to, you know, is he going to injure him? I was like, what is going to happen? And he, you know, just got out of jail. So I was like, this this is going to go so bad. But when he just stopped and took a minute and he was like, I get it. My heart, it was like, I almost wanted to cry because (laughs) it was just like he finally forgave him. And he finally came to terms like, look, you killed my brother, but I understand the hurt you had in your heart when you thought it was my brother who murdered your son. Right. So, like you said, it's not okay. It doesn't bring him back, but 
I understand why you did it. And I'm going to move on from the situation. And how mature must you be to look at your brother's killer and be like, I get it, and I'm going to rock out. So mature. I, I don't think I could ever right. do that. That's but crazy. I thought that was a major scene, a major moment of closure that they both needed. So I thought it was beautifully written. <laughs> yeah, Shafim. No, absolutely. Um, This scene, I think, had a larger point as far as like life lessons, how hard it is to forgive. Mm-hmm. Because we try to control every different situation, especially when we're going through any type of emotional calamity so like y'all said to be able to look the killer of his brother in the eyes and tell him basically like i get it rage i forgive you was just very powerful because think about how many decisions people make based off of rage or based off of hurt and pain that lands them in situations that they regret Mm -hmm. so for brandon to have that internal power to just i guess release that heaviness off of him Mm -hmm. was just very like i think they did a very good job even their dialogue was just so it was on point. point. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I agree. And what I think is interesting about that scene as well is that for me, I think part of it has to deal with the fact that fundamentally it was Detective Cruz's issue and Detective Cruz was the one who set all of this into motion. And to me, it was him coming clean that made it really clear because I don't think this whole time Brandon did, probably didn't really know, one, that Jason was his son, two, that someone told him this and that's why he went there. And so to me, that's why he had the understanding because when he knew that Ronnie was the one that killed his brother he got a gun and so now that he knows okay Detective Cruz told him this and sent him basically after his brother it's really not at Ronnie's feet at the end of the day honestly to some extent obviously he chose to to, you know to use a gun or whatever so I think that that kind of was the additional kind of information or clue or piece of the puzzle that Brandon needed to come to terms with you're definitely correct there are all saying that in the comment now as you're saying it um, that uh, Brandon didn't know Ronnie was the father of Jason so yeah that's true yeah so that whole part about yeah you know I saw him play basketball all of that made him I think both of them really realize and come to terms with it so I really loved that scene so and the reason why I guess I discussed that one first is because that kind of motivates Ronnie when he goes down south so uh, Tracy comes back and to give Ronnie a ride to work and it was interesting that was awkward because we talked about this and to me I felt like if Tracy was truly platonic platonic she would have said a word to Jada instead of like oh I can go like to me she could have been like I don't know but what are your thoughts about the Jada, Ronnie, and Tracy exchange? I thought it was I thought it was awkward initially, but I thought they handled it like mature adults. Like if there's an issue, I can take myself out of this equation. Like I don't want to be a hindrance to whatever it is y'all two got going on. And I didn't think it's not her responsibility to talk it up to to uh, Jada. I mean, what, what is she gonna say? Hi, it's really good to meet you. He and I used to be involved, but now I see that the two of you are involved. She just so said we're really not together because Jada was like, "Oh, you move on quick." <laughs> And she never but said that's not anything. Her place. He said something. As he should. And if she was his friend no. and all of that, and she didn't really care, she'd have been like, nah, we I don't are see just it that cool. way. That's I what I think. I've, I felt like it could have gone either way you guys were talking about. It was very awkward. I mean, do you say something? Do you not say something? Because you two think, okay, maybe Tracy still does have feelings for him. So maybe she didn't want to step in and just shoot all options down. And then, you know, you're saying, oh, 
well, it's just it's not, not her, her responsibility. So it's not her place. Maybe she was thinking, oh, maybe he he might have feelings for me. Maybe I can keep hope alive. So let me just shut up and stay over here. Right. That's absolutely see, what I think she thought. And maybe she was like, that. let me see what it goes. I didn't get that at all. I don't know. She's like, I, I might get some on my road. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. She's trying she to play it safe. Completely over yeah. this cash. I think she was trying to play it safe. I think she's trying she to play it safe. Like, right. Just, just like let me mind my business. I'm not with this man. I don't want to be with this man. We've already brunt. We it's run its course. See, it's to over. me, she didn't say none of that. She, she don't need like, to say anything. That's like, the classy mm-hmm. thing to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna speak up and she's say like, what. She's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be waiting for you in the car. Boo. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the impression that I got at all. I wouldn't have said nothing. Shit, I would have exuded some class. You know what? I don't know. I might be with Erica on this uh-huh. one. If. I hope I'm not in that situation, but if I was, maybe I really would be like, look, I don't want him. I already had him. Yeah, yeah I'll go no, wait outside. No. But that's no, so tactic. You gotta, I know you gotta do all that. No, I mean, you don't I'm not going to say I already had him. That's over. My, okay. The point I was trying to make really was not so much that she has to be like, oh, it's over. I don't want him. All of that. To me, he's my friend. I pushed him into AA. He's trying to do better. I want him in a relationship. I want him to be happy. You know what I'm saying? But she but, doesn't have know. time to say all that what? in the heat of the moment. You That's just gotta be like, place. look, it's not That's my man. I'm stepping outside. Tuffy's. I just want to say something just, just very quickly. Yes, what are your thoughts? I think she handled it cool because there was no words she could literally say that because I don't think it's that important to her. It's, it was more so like, we're about to travel to go see our granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Her saying something would be like, I don't know. People don't want to put themselves in that situation to even have to defend themselves. So she's just kind of like, okay, let me play the backseat to this. And I think she handled it well. All right. Well, we will <laughs> move on. Thank you. We, we got to move on from this. But before we move, oh, well, we'll wrap up Ronnie right quick. So he does go down south, and we and he kind of, his scene ends with him going to his father and having a scene with his father about forgiveness and working on the car. How did you guys think his scene was resolved or his storyline or whatever? How do you guys feel about it? Chef Beans look like he want to go. So I'm going to let him go first. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, no, Chef Beans. I, I just think the car thing was a little, like, random um, because Ronnie has always showed how good he was with his hands and machinery. So whatever problems the car had, I don't see how Ronnie couldn't have taken care of them himself. But I get the bonding experience and I'm completely cool with him forgiving his father because just how Brandon had the courage to walk up to him. I think Ronnie, you know, I tip my hat to him for doing that, even though he spun on his granddaughter's christening. But <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was an important moment. When yeah. is he going to have that moment again? He's literally in a whole different state. So I thought that was huge of him to make the effort to go and and stop skirting around the issue. I mean, the man lived across the street from all those years, and he knew that and never made any attempts to reconcile or find a, a middle ground. Mm-hmm. So for him to do it in that moment, maybe he got moved by seeing his granddaughter. Who knows? I thought it was kind of dope. Okay. Um, I mean, I get the car scene, even though Ronnie's good with his hands. He was just trying to do it as a father. Thing. Yeah. Like, this used to be my car. Let's work on it together as father, son. But as far as the dialogue... I thought it was too easy. I'm glad they they forgave each other. I mean, he forgave his father, and they're going to, you know, work on a relationship. But, I mean, I feel like his father could have said a, a few more words. It was just like, okay, you want something to eat? And, I, and then I can help you work on this car? Yes, Dad. 
Like, but I that's like, men, though, if you think about damn. it, too, right? Like, how many men do you know that would be like, we really need to talk? Because they had, like, a little a little tete-a-tete, right? Yeah. And that was enough for them. Like, if they get two, we're talking about two grown-ass grown, yeah. black okay, men. Okay, yes. They're in you their 70s I mean? and 50s, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. They ain't doing yeah. a whole lot of lovey-dovey. Yeah. I'm so sorry, um, son. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it was an interesting way to kind of end his storyline. One, as we all know, and as Tracy brought out, dude, you can't even drive, so don't get stopped <laughs> because you're going back to jail. Two, um, are you moving to Arkansas? How are they going to work on this car going forward? Like, you're in a total another state. Three, aren't you, like, on some sort of probation? Can you just walk <laughs> out the state like that? So many questions. We'll save it for predictions. So, it was kind of an interesting ending to his storyline. Like, you're just going to stay in Arkansas and fix a car? I don't know. Um, but the whole, I'm going to forgive you, I did appreciate that part, at least. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, so I thought it was an interesting kind of to me somewhat anticlimactic ending but you know whatever on his storyline so does the oh we just we had some comments I'm sorry okay well Sam or whatever okay (laughs) yeah so Trinity Love says the dialogue was way Way too easy so I just thought that was interesting that she waited yeah I agree I'm gonna stand across the street from you for your whole life but now okay I'll help you fix the car all right. Um, that, yeah, yeah, it was it was a little bit. I think it was kind of a quick out for him. And <laughs> okay, sorry. This was a funny one. Dupree said, "Well, the daddy was an air tank. That's probably why he couldn't talk so much." Oh but- <laughs> my goodness! I don't think that had anything to do with it. But okay, well, I agree. That's a good point. Um, however, Ronnie could have had you know been angry for longer than a minute. But um, <laughs> you know, we'll see. He's trying to do the new thing. All right, you guys. Before we move on to the next topic chef beans has something great to tell you all yes i do we just want to say thank you for making us the espn of tv talk we couldn't do this without you but before we move forward we just need you to do a few things if you're on youtube please subscribe if you're on itunes give us a five-star rating but no matter where you are leave us a nice juicy healthy (laughs) topic after bus has meant so much to all of us giving us confidence inside and outside of the studio so if you could do those few things for us we deeply, deeply appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. And if you're in the live, then you should have already given us the thumbs up because you're in here anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's move on really quickly because they didn't really have too much in their closing scenes to Emmett and Jada. So first we'll talk about Emmett. Emmett finally gets his own place, which is really kind of the primary thing. And I do have a picture of that, of Emmett and his son. That's a few pictures back. Yes. So of, and this is kind of Emmett's closing pick. And um, where he has his son there and, you know, so we have some closure kind of on Emmett sort of, you know, stepping up to Tiffany and the new baby and all of that. And he kind of wraps it up with him playing with his son in the new place. How do you guys feel about how they tied up Emmett's segment? Mm. Uh, uh, I just hope they don't have this damn kid. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. That's. I'm not advocating for any woman to do anything with her body that she doesn't want to do. But I just want them to consider it really long and hard. The implications of having another child. Come on, y'all. Enough. It's overkill. And and y'all not together. Right. I don't I like agree. it. Lauren, what do you think? Yeah, I just feel like how much more kids are they going to give him for his storyline? Like he has three. That's enough. He, I agree. He doesn't need any more. Um, 
Um, I definitely felt like they could have did a little bit more with him since this was the season finale. Okay, you stepped up, but what's next? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess that's my two cents on it. He could have painted the walls, but <laughs> yeah, okay. I love seeing his son there, though. That was awesome. Yeah, cute. You know, I'm uh, I'm excited for Emmett. Uh, he got his first place. You know, after his mom kicked him out, he landed on his face a little bit. But you can see he's just coming up as a man. And as far as the kids and everything like that. I do feel like that could be, you know, overwhelming. But who is to say? I'm just very proud of my boy because he's come a long way, for real. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the only kind of interesting thing is I know he had that great interaction with his dad, but I still stand with Emmett. Like, dude, we slept together one time, and she had another guy right before me, so I would still get the blood test, Emmett. Definitely. Just Just, saying. Just a shout-out on that. Um, So let's move (laughs) into Jada. So Jada, oh my gosh, she almost gets laid. I was so excited for her, even (laughs) if this was not a good choice. Who wants to spend the next season as a side piece. Okay. However, she came close. She got her, uh, you know, grind on or whatever. So, <laughs> we have a picture of Jada and her baby daddy mm. who was actually mm. in the studio with us. And how did you guys feel about I will start with Chef Beans. How did you feel about, you know, him making that move? See, I saw the I saw the, the killer you in his eyes. Coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he kept itching closer. Mm-hmm. A lot of non-verbals that was communicating with her. Like, look, we got this old chemistry going on. We got this wine popping. And honestly, <laughs> from the bottom of my heart, I'm not mad at the decision at all. I understand that he's married. But? But? but I know. I'm just saying, like, Ugh. Jada, you know, I, I was looking out for Jada. She's worked so what? hard. This I'm, looking, looking I'm looking out for her. I'm looking out for her. You was thinking exactly. <laughs> you was in there cheering them on, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah let's get it done. Let's uh, get it in. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, I agree with Chef Beans. I want her to get them cobwebs dusted off, too. <laughs> you know, I don't agree with the part that he's married, but I mean, dang, they were so close. They was both feeling it. I wouldn't be too mad. You know, it's TV. She's not breaking up no real marriage. I just want her to get it in and ooh, be a new woman. But dang, right. um, Emmett had to walk in. Had so. to kickstart that engine a little bit. Right. You know? And she was ready. Yeah, she ready, needs somebody like else Caesar's to be pizza. ready with. Mm, I didn't like it. <laughs> 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 so, not so, ready like those. Little Caesar's pizza. Pizza, pizza. Yes. Pizza, yes. pizza. Yes. So we are split on that. Um, well, I certainly wanted her to get some. You know, I didn't want her to spend whatever. <laughs> Next season, being on the sidelines, especially if you wait five years, give it up to somebody good, girl. But um, but it was a very exciting moment for her. So, you know, keep it going, Jada. You'll get some next season. We have hope for you. We got hope for you, girl. Um, keep hope alive, girl. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so let's move on to Reggie and Jake. Uh, so mostly Reggie. Okay, so aww. Reggie, um, first he has a meeting with Duda. And uh, so how did you guys feel about, um, I guess, because I guess um, Kitty mentioned this. Were you guys surprised by Reggie's gunning down? No. Okay, we were literally watching it. And I said, as yep. soon as it's, he came out yep, of Sonny's chicken, I felt it. Like, it the eerie. spirit took over me. Yes. Yeah. She was like, something bad's about to happen. I said, something's about to happen. It's going to happen. I feel Kitty's it. arm. Yeah. I said, something is about to happen. Something's about to happen. Yeah. And then, boom, 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 boom. I was like... 
ass-linked it. I need to be see, a writer. Maybe I need to okay. be a, a writer. See, for me, at the point when Duda said, you are absolutely safe, I said he's going to die. Mm. He had already planned a hit at the moment he told him he was safe. That's mm. why he was like, Jake is going to be here. Yep. Maybe I'll take care of your brother yep. after you're gone, um, but you are you dead. You gotta go. You are dead. I already promised your body to somebody else, mm. and you're gone. Yeah. And as soon as he was like, you're safe, you're fine, I was like, dang, he's taking Reggie out. So that, you're absolutely right. When he mm-hmm. came out there, ho- as soon as he threw that pie in the garbage, I was like, oh. And then he looked at the big booty. I was like, yeah. yeah. I, I know it was a and trap. And like a big butt and a smile. Hey. To get you derailed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like Chefine. No, when I saw the, the and woman. And actually, so here's the picture also, yeah. just so that you guys know, of, yeah. Reggie down on the ground right before down Big Mike picks him up. <laughs> right, Sorry, when, go ahead. When, no, when I saw the... Uh the lovely lady on top of the motorcycle. It gave me New Jack City vibes. Like I just yeah. knew it was about to go down. I was like, "Come on, this is this is too calculated." Right. But I mean, I I, I saw it coming. Like I definitely saw it coming as soon as he walked outside. It was just too airy. I, I don't. I'm gonna save some stuff for predictions. But I mean, he was very sloppy. Hmm. Duda told him to be more quiet. They beat up the child molester, you know, in broad daylight in front mm. of everybody. Reggie was very Big loud this whole season. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised at all, but I'm going to save more stuff for the predictions. Yeah, I'll save more stuff for the predictions as well. The one thing that I kind of, I guess, kind of touched me about this or whatever is that they came up short. Duda's men came to him and were like, you got 48 hours or we're going to take you out. Mm-hmm. So to me, that fundamentally was what pushed him to do that robbery, which later led to his death anyway. So it kind of just seems like a dumb ass circle to me because it's like, <laughs> okay, Duda was the one that pressured you to get the money and you didn't have it. So that's why you robbed these people to get to begin with. And now Duda's like you know having dinner with them like okay all right i'll let you guys take him out so well he didn't really know. acquiesce like that he tried to put up a fight but no, the he guy had was a just discussion like, with them and yeah. he, at the end of the day at that point after that dinner he agreed to it period to me anyway i That's mean he kind of acquiesced to it he didn't say okay you're right you can have my mans he more said like don't take my mans and dude was like this isn't a discussion like it's not a we're not going back and forth about this this is what's going to happen and so you have to deal with it. It was more like an acceptance as, a mo- as opposed to, like, see, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you I can don't have know. Yeah, I mean, I see your point as he wasn't like, I don't know. To me, dude is too big. He doesn't acquiesce. He makes a decision mm. that's in his best interest. And he just, you know, I guess he decided I'd rather give up Reggie than go to war. Mm. Maybe so. But at the end of the day, he put Reggie in that position yeah. to begin with and was really, to me, a little too quick to cut him loose. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. <laughs> I, I'll um, save it for predictions. I'll save okay, it for predictions. Okay. And then, so what I found was an interesting aftermath is a picture I have up here of Jake, I assume, being taken away by social services. So it's yeah. kind of sad because it's like... Super sad. Where is, you know, what's going to happen to Jake mm. kind of now that, you know, Reggie is gone. And what was interesting, too, I think about Reggie's shootout, just as a side note, um, yeah, like... Your security, Mike, gets no bullets. No, right, not he, a one. And he's picking you up. Like, where are you taking like them? Simba. Right. That's what, that's, that's like Simba. In the comments, they said scooped him up like a baby. Exactly. <laughs> and they said Reggie's punishment was definitely long overdue, though. And it was. Exactly. I mean, we kind of exactly. had that coming, but not death. For I mean, sure. Are you walking to the hospital? What's going on here, Mike? Are you Mike? carrying him to? I feel like Mike. Right, right, the bullet. Exactly. I feel like Mike knows that he's next in secession, probably, and is kind of. Mm. Uh, we'll save some things for predictions. 
Bullets, but uh, someone does, agrees with you. He has yeah. no bullets. He was, you know, he he got a little few little shot offs, but it's interesting because they were both in the wide open, exactly. and they definitely took out Reggie. So you know, we'll move on to okay. You guys, we'll close it up kind of quickly with Brandon and Jerrica. <laughs> the best no. of last. Yes. Say they so. All right, no. so. Let's start off with the Brandon and Jerrica kind of the disintegration of their relationship. And I have a picture here of their, you know, I guess it's to be their final argument. Um, interesting. I think um, I'll see. What, you, what do you guys think about how they won? They chose to, guess, I guess, you know, originally uh, take Jerrica out because Jerrica, Tiffany Boone, had already, um, you know, been released from her contract. So she had known for a long time, I think, from the beginning of the season, maybe, that she was leaving. So how do you all feel about their breakup and kind of how they decided to get rid of Jerrica? Well, according to my predictions, I was totally wrong. I thought they were going to get married and be sent off with a wedding and a honeymoon. They right. break up. I mean, which is more realistic according, you know, with everything that's going on. But I just, oh, I just felt like, dang, she found, he got arrested. She found out he was, you know, in bed with a bad guy. And then it's like, I'm done with you. Not even like, let's work it out. Let's talk about it. She's just done. That's because this is not the first or second or third. I mean, it just keeps happening. He keeps involving himself. And I get that. But once they were engaged, I thought she might try a little little harder harder. to fight for it. Mm -hmm. But she cleaned out everything, the furniture, the kitchen, the clothes, just every Like, he was left with a bed and a picture of him and his brother. But you know what? I mean, it is what it is. They had to release the characters, so... I mean, good way to send them out, but yeah, I was I was sad that, and you know, it's so crazy because at mm-hmm. the beginning of the season, I was like, I can't wait for them to break up, blah blah. Now that I know the backstory, I'm like, uh. <laughs> but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, they had yeah. to make them break up or or right run off into the sunset, and you knew that wasn't gonna. Ha- well, I didn't think that was gonna happen. So their breaking up was kind of, kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still sad to watch. You know what I mean? Jerrica just couldn't put forth the effort that it took to like kind of see this guy meet him halfway and he wasn't trying to step it up. I think he resented the fact that she had Jack and Jill while he was out there getting his mama out of pimp cars. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised at all and I'm actually happy Brandon finally tore her off because for a lot throughout both seasons I feel like he kind of felt like the help in certain Mm -hmm. situations. Like, your friends are talking to me this way. Every time I'm around your parents, I have to be this uppity person that I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this last little monologue of him telling her, like, look, this ain't that we come from two different realities. So I guess we can't agree to disagree on different things. Then and be out. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of times when dudes say that and it actually happens, that's when it stings. Right. Coming back to that empty apartment. It's like, ah, I was just playing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I think that, um, I don't know, the way it was written to me, I thought it was clear that they were trying to get Tiffany out of this, out of the, um, out of the show clearly. And, you know, clearly to me, it seemed like it was written prior to Jason Mitchell's issues. Um, so yeah, I found it interesting because to me, he never, he, he was like, oh, I can't just get out, but he never told her, look, I didn't know. And when I found out and I told him I wanted out, he basically threatened my life and my family. Mm -hmm. And to me, he was so prideful and I get, I agree with Chef Beans. He never stood up to her, Mm -hmm. but he also never really tells her the whole story. And this was another episode where he doesn't come because it's like, had he told her everything, maybe they could have 
Boltru have gone on the run or whatever, depending on when they made the editing or however they wanted to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But instead, he kind of just like Half-assed. lets her go. And she is so quick to be like, I'm out. And, you know, maybe that was more real than actually scripted. But uh, she definitely, so I thought it was a, an interesting sort of, an interesting end of that. I agree. Um, I was a little bit surprised. I thought they would leave together. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like from watching this, I don't feel like once they fired Jason Mitchell, they made any edits for him. So to me, I feel like this is all about getting her off the show. That, yeah, the, I'll talk about that. Yeah, in we'll talk about it yeah. in, the, in the predictions. And then, okay, so to wrap it up, oh, yeah, we're going to have to really go fast, you guys. Um, so as I predicted, like a long time ago, she, um, Detective Toussaint, decides to flip Brandon and he agrees. You know, at first he's like, whatever, you know, uh, kind of playing like he's not going to do it for some reason. And um, and that's the final picture that I have of Brandon and he's in the truck with them while um, Toussaint and Cruz are telling him kind of, you know, what's going down. Were you guys surprised by Brandon's, and that's the picture there, about Brandon deciding to kind of flip on Duda. Yes, snitches get stitches. Um, I, I didn't think he would go that route. I knew eventually he would have to do something, but dang, he gave in kind of easily. But you I don't know. think it was easy for him. I think he's been struggling this whole season with trying to figure out where okay. his role is. And yeah. I think for him, you're right, he is a snitch, and that's not the way of the hood. But at the end of the day, his allegiance can't be to the hood. They aren't giving him what he needs in order for him to sustain his life style or his peace of mind and at the end of the day his woman just left him so that was definitely the camel you know the straw that broke the camel's back I think because up until that point it was like what do I do you know what I mean I've signed on with this maniac and I can't he won't let me out from under his thumb and I can't go to the police because that's a b s move so (laughs) you know what do I do and I think they gave him an out I think they gave him an opportunity like listen you only got one or two choices here and what's the lesser of the two evils do you want protection and to live your life or do you want to go down that road and be locked up with your man Duda right okay Beans yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. And like you said, I just feel like all the walls just came crashing in, so he was left with no other point. And the very line that stood out was, I've never been in handcuffs before mm-hmm. this moment. Even though he's been harassed by the police as a black man just growing up in the inner city, all these different things, I think he was just kind of like, F it. Like, what else do I have to lose? I agree. Um, I think for me, I uh, wasn't that really surprised that he snitched. And primarily, I think it was the turning point of losing Jerica Because really, he doesn't have his brother. He doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where's his mother? You know what I'm she saying? His gone. mother's gone. Everybody's gone. <laughs> and so I wasn't, in, you know, I think I predicted this weeks ago. So I wasn't surprised. Um, so it was an interesting way to close out our episode. All right, you guys, so we're going to make it snappy. All right, so for our special segment, Chi-Town Spotlight, we are spotlighting Harold Pierce. Yes, so Harold Pierce is an African-American entrepreneur from Chicago. They founded Harold's Restaurant in 1950, but it was originally called H&H. And this restaurant has soul food. It was owned by a poultry shop nearby, supplied chicken to Pierce. Um, the character Harold's developed primarily out of necessity because the larger fast food chains tended to avoid African-American neighborhoods. So they flourished in Chicago in the 1950s, and they're still going on. So shout out to Harold Pierce and Harold's. Exactly. Harold's Chicken Shack. There's over, like I want to say, it's a chain restaurant, over 40 of them across the country. There's actually, um, they have a Harold's Chicken truck here, and they're going to be opening up um, an actually making broad, uh, brick 
and mortar uh, Harold's Chicken Shack here in LA. There's one in Atlanta, so there's over like 40 of them. And I personally believe that it's the basis for Sonny's Chicken Shack on the show, which is why we have spotlighted him tonight. All right, you guys. So we're moving on quickly to news and gossip. Dun, 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 dun. TV news. Okay, so I'll make this quick. Um, Yolanda Ross, who plays Jada, Emmett's mother, she actually went on KTLA 5 to actually kind of talk a little bit about the future of the show. And it was funny because the reporter um, asked her, so what are you going to do since Jason Mitchell is leaving the show? And she said, what am I, chopped liver? So, yeah. So basically, they're saying they're going to be fine without him. You know, it's up to the writers to make the show keep going. Um, She actually posted on her Instagram. That's her favorite um, TV family. So she said there's going to be a lot of opportunity for other characters to grow and have a bigger storyline. And then, um, yeah, how will the shy continue? Like I said, they'll they'll have other people give opportunities to grow, which we can talk about in predictions. And I look forward to. Right. All right, you guys. All right. So before we get out of here, we're doing predictions for next Your season. After Buzz TV predictions. All right. Take it away, Lauren. Okay. I think Kevin will go to prep school, hopefully get, um, you know, on the right track. I think Ronnie will try and do better, stay off the Pruno, stay off any type of alcohol, mm-hmm. and just um, try and make a better man out of himself. Maybe he'll get another shot with Jada. I don't really know if she helps Ethel. Emmett, um, I just hope you stop having kids. Uh, okay, my main people are Reggie and Jake. I don't think Reggie died. I And I say this because I think maybe originally before Jason Mitchell was released, maybe they would have had him died off. But now, since Jason's gone, I think Reggie is actually going to stay, but he's going to have to be hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely they're going to make Jake a part of the gang. They're going to start him inside the pizza, but they're definitely going to have him making those deliveries that Duda was talking about. Um, I think that Emmett and Tiffany are going to find their way back to each other, and they're going to be a couple, and they're going to actually try to make it work. Um, I think he's going to screw up quite a bit along the way, but I see him being a couple with Tiffany and them trying to raise a family since now they're having an impending child coming. That's my only prediction. Yeah, um, I agree with Lauren. I think Kev's going to go to the school. I think Big Papa's going to still be that voice of reason. at his, Like, you know, still going to the urban school. I think Big Papa's going to step up in that capacity. And lastly, I feel like Emmett might entertain the Tiffany thing, and mm-hmm. Keisha's just going to do her own thing. She's going to oh, leave yeah. Emmett alone completely. Emmett. And as far as Ronnie, I don't know how potent he'll be in this next season. All right, so I um, agree with Chef Beans on Ronnie. I'm not even sure. I think he's going to stay in Arkansas. Um, I think, <laughs> he should. I think Kevin's going to go to the white school, but hopefully he'll still have friends like Maisha and Big Papa and hopefully Jake. Um, it's interesting. I kind of see and agree. I think I am going with Lauren on this one. I think Reggie is going to survive and is going to, you know, I think there might be some bigger gang warfare type stuff because who's going to be behind him? Who's going to stay behind Duda? Um, and where will Jake actually end up will be an interesting question. And yeah, I think we're going to have to have maybe some, you know, Brandon is going to be in witness protection or dead. And uh, I don't know, are they going to start the new season with a whole new gangster like they did this season? Because the last one got taken out. So it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know about that. Maybe we'll get a new, a new Duda. 
for the next season. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us yes. this season. Oh my gosh, it's been amazing. And we can't wait to see you guys next season. So definitely like and comment and subscribe and leave your comments. Mm-hmm. All right, party people, where can they find you? You can find me on all social media at Lauren the Truth. Thanks, guys. It's been a blast. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for coming along on this ride. My name is Kitty Kaboom, K I T T I E K A B O O M. Find me on IG. And I'm on all social media platforms at Chef underscore Beans with the Z. All right, you guys, and I'm your host, Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A-D as in Dora Edwards. And if you happen to watch Real Housewives of Potomac, you can catch me here Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Ciao for now, folks. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 